Welcome to season two of the Craft Beer Connoisseurs podcast. I'm Brett. If you're new to the podcast, we are three friends and a producer who like to showcase craft breweries and their beers. Also, we like to end every episode with a short conversation on a variety of different topics. If you're not new to the podcast, well, welcome back. We will keep things similar to season one. After all, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Whether you're new or returning, please feel free to listen to all of our season one content. And remember to follow us on Instagram at Craft Beer Cons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And I'm Tyler. Along with us today is producer Calvin. Hey, Calvin. Hi, Calvin. Hello, Calvin. Well, in today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Good Lot Farmstead Brewing out of Caledon, Ontario, or more specifically... Alton. Yes, yes, very specific. (laughs) And as always, we're going to be having two beers. The first is the Farmstead Ale, which is a pale ale and their flagship. And the second one is Top of the Morning, which is a dry Irish stout. Uh, You should have done a little bit more Irish on it, but I'll, I'll give it to you. So to finish up the episode, we're going to talk about our hobby collections. So, good luck, Farmstead Brewing, located at 18825 Shaw's Creek Road, near Caledon, more specifically, Chris, Alton. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you for that. Be tidbit. very specific. <laughs> so, Goodlot was launched in 2009 for, from the team of Phil and Gail Winters as an organic hop farm with 200 acres of land. Thanks. Previous to that, Phil managed and owned a solar company. Gail was an independent film producer. Interesting. Hmm. Now... They have since embraced regenerative carbon farming. So in other words, their farming practices are those that sequester more carbon in the soil than what is emitted on an annual basis. Awesome. Tyler, I feel as though that's something that you'd be into. Venice. (laughs) (laughs) I also like the solar company aspect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right. So lots of study and education went into where they are today, uh, as is the case with uh, a lot of successful businesses. So in 2011, they established their first hop yard with 125 different plants as well. They co-founded the Ontario Hop Growers Association. And then after finding some success, they decided to build another hop yard and planted an additional 1,400 uh, rhizomes, which I believe are plants of hops, mainly focusing on uh, Cascade and Nugget hops. (laughs) Nugget. (laughs) Nugget. Could be also Nougat. Yeah. It, it could be. Could be the tie-in with the Irish. It's a golden oh, nugget. There you go. Yes, there, there you go. go. So once they got certain clients, now I'll name a couple of their clients. Uh, you might have heard of a couple of these. Uh, Nickelbrook, Muskoka, yeah. Wellington. That's just to name a couple of them. Uh, along with Goodlot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 they, uh-huh, I see what you did there. <laughs> they learn, you know, alongside uh, Mary Beth Keefe uh, from Granite and then Paul Dickey from Cheshire Cat. So in order to get the feedback from the unique flavors and aromas of the hops themselves. So yes, yes. Very interesting. So now they uh, ventured into growing eight different hops within their, I put in two acre yard. Two acre yard. Significant size difference. So you have uh, Cascade, we mentioned that earlier, Chinook, Nougat, Nugget. You know, we'll see where it goes. Uh, so, you know, they are woody and bitter. Mount Hood, which is floral with some spice. Willamette, which is grassy and woody. Kent Goldings, you know, lavender and honey. This is, you know what, this is nice because yeah. we have talked about hops before. This is going to give us a little bit of a tease into maybe future hop education. Yes, exactly. Santium, I believe I'm saying that right. 
Yep. Uh, herbal and peppery. And my favorite one, just because it seems like a very good tongue twister, Vojvodina, <laughs> which is woody and tobacco. Uh, and then some of these tall vines can actually grow as high as 20 feet. Nice. Wow. So producer Calvin has said to us, you know, uh, uh, has said, <laughs> he's ty- typed it out, what a funny fellow, and it is that he hasn't heard of a um, majority of these, which is actually kind of interesting because it, it is a little bit off of the traditional beaten path of some ones that we would see, uh, Vic Secret, you know, Cascade. And yeah. all that. Like, so I, we do have some of those. I agree. Like personally, other than mm. the first three, the Cascade, Chinook and Nugget, Nougat, whatever, wherever we're going with that, I yeah. don't think I've heard of the other ones. Right. Um, yeah. But maybe they're in some of the beers that we're going to try today, and we'll get to experience that. Maybe. And and again, maybe. I mean, you look at some of the flavor profiles that you get from this, and producer Kelvin mentioned this as well, with like the tobacco kind of side of things, right? Is you use different kinds of hops to get different flavor profiles. And it was nice that you added that in, uh, Brett, with the hop, and then kind of where that kind of aligns itself. Yes. I felt as though you guys, you know, hop education, right? Good job. Yeah. Well, thank you. The listeners appreciate it, too. Uh, I know they do. So they also grow and forage a lot of their ingredients that are used in their seasonal releases as well. So, you know, berries, mm. maple sap, coriander, spruce tips, honey, just to name a couple there. Okay. Yeah. So really, they're, like, their beers that they're brewing are completely from their land, like, for the most part. Like, the, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so they've been working to be a sustainability leader. So we mentioned that they are basically, I guess, better than net neutral from a carbon perspective. Yep. Um, so their beer is brewed in an eco-friendly area that's u- that used to be a barn, and it's powered by uh, 20 kilowatts of solar power. So that, you know, solar background coming in, in handy Oh, is there. that? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. nice connection. <laughs> wow, that's very good. So, yeah, they avoid the use of fertilizers, pesticides, and herbicides, along with, you know, tilling to keep in line with uh, conservative water management practices. So they're really... They're really doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. So Goodlot's all farm-raised, community-minded, family-owned and operated, which I'm sure we'll see the the passion within the beers themselves today that they have, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, during the months of May to October, you know, they do have uh, a couple outdoor beer gardens along Mm -hmm. with food, live music, as, you know, most places do. Um, Also, you are able, weather permitting, to wander the hop yards, you know, say hi to some sheep, (laughs) and even play a round of disc golf. You know what would be good? In that beer garden? Playing around a disc golf with some sheep? The craft beer connoisseurs set up to do a live podcast. Oh, yeah, that would also be good, too. We could we could have a, a sheep make a guest appearance. Yeah, I just wanted to see a sheep play disc golf is where I was at. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying, we do a live podcast from the beer garden. We get around a disc golf in. I'm just saying. Yeah, sounds, be sounds like a good time. It would be a good time. Speaking of good times, untapped, right? 94 beers they've created with an average rating of 3.65. We haven't had very, uh, like a whole lot. No. Uh, I've only had two. Eh, A whole lot, good lot. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) A bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, give it to you, okay? Anyway, uh, so I've actually had the Farmstead Ale before, but I haven't had it uh, in a while. So it'd be different to see if anything has changed from that. And I also had the Big Head Amber as well. So I both rated them a 3.75. Had those both back in 2020 and not out of the proper glassware. So oh, see how that affects that's today, so right? You. Yeah, <laughs> that, is that is so, so me, you. right? <laughs> you probably just drank it right out of the can. You want to know what's also yeah. so you guys? You guys have had zero from here. <laughs> wow. That wow. is true. So both Chris and I have had none. Uh, producer uh, Kelvin has had one, which was the Farmstead Ale as well. Yes. Um, now that was out of the Nitrocraft beer calendar. Nita. Oh, sorry, Nita. Yes, yeah. I apologize. So yes. isn't that Nita? 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah. All right. A whole lot. Good luck. All right. <laughs> so the uh, farm sale, so the first beer we're having, it can be found in about 200 different LCBOs and grocery stores. Big Head Amber is in about 100 different LCBO and grocery stores. And all of the other releases that they have are directly found through Goodlot themselves. Now, I don't like myself for this. Okay. okay? I hate myself for this. But I'm, I'm wondering if Big Head Amber is the same amber... Uh, I knew exactly where you were going with that. Season one. Uh, no. No. Okay. She did okay. not have a big head. There you go. I don't know. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you opened the door. Yeah, it's true. So speaking of beers that they have currently listed on the website, so the Big Head Amber and the Farmstead, they also have a Fruition Sour Series. There's one with blackberry, one with Ooh, raspberry. That'd be nice. Yeah, they just sound good, pretty good. Uh, Yonder, which is a West Coast IPA. Uh, Stones Throw and East Coast IPA, and their Yellow Cap series. So it's actually a very unique small batch, 750 milliliters for sharing or cellaring. So there's an Elderberry Sour, an English Dark, a Ginger Pale Ale, and a Belgian Triple. There you go. Yes. Okay. Great. Well, Calvin, kind of a little bit of a mea culpa here. The Farmstead <laughs> Ale wasn't out of the Nita craft beer calendar. So it, that's not Nita. It was it was one that his fiance had made in his home craft in in the home craft beer calendar there from the LCB. Uh, yeah. Let's give a round of applause yeah. for Calvin and his fiance, yeah, yeah. everybody. Good job. Let's get that in yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so in terms of, you know, getting beers from Good Lot, uh, currently everything is online ordering. So you're able to pick up at their bottle shop Thursday and Friday from 2 to 6 and Saturday and Sunday from 12 to 5. Delivery-wise, free over $70. Otherwise, a $10 fee applies. And we're just going to mention this right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Good Lot does not deliver to the London area. But, they but, do we, not. but we got beers. Correct. They actually, I believe his name was Luke, Luke drove yeah. out of his way. Like quite a way. Quite a way out of his way. way. <laughs> to deliver beers. To us. So that deserves a very big round of applause. Oh, my God. Two round of applause yeah. here. Oh, right? I'm just that. saying that right now. So in terms of their delivery-wise, uh, local delivery every week, and then they have bi-weekly deliveries to the GTA and KW, uh, Barry, Owen, Sam, Metrop- Metropolis areas, and apparently London occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> VIP drop-off. You, you need to start a podcast. Absolutely. Uh, well, we're going to link uh, to all of their information on our social media so that you can place those deliveries if you'd like. Okay. Uh, Well, is it time, boys? It's time. All right. Let's have the first one. All right. Well, big thank you to Phil from Good Lot for providing and curating the beers that we're having on today's episode. Thanks, Phil. And again, uh, big pumps to Luke for, you know, gas is is not cheap. Huge pumps. Yeah. So... And it, here. it was not an electric vehicle that he was driving. So. <laughs> it was not. Oh, you actually met him, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. That's, so the, that's too bad. Like that he met me. <laughs> no, no. That it was an electric vehicle. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, oh, you yeah. got the solar there. You might as well just plug in right to there. I think you know. Whatever. Yeah, uh, you know. I what? don't know what to tell you. Fair Doesn't enough. matter. We have beers. Uh, so the first beer is called Farmstead Ale, which again is their flagship pale ale, six point two ABV, thirty eight IBU. Nice. So this is going to meet. Maybe a little bit of a surprise to everybody, right? This beer features their organic Cascade and Nugget hops. There you go. You who knew it would be organic? I mean, it's not like <laughs> we just talked about it. <laughs> With a smooth, soft body and sweet honey backbone. So it's not excessively bitter, but hard to pin down. 
Um, maybe hard to put down because it tastes so good. Maybe. I guess we'll find out, right? We'll find out. So it uh, apparently comes with notes of pineapple, tangerine, apricot, and then the lychee, which is what we've actually mentioned in, pr- in previous episodes. Yeah. Um, it is described as an easy drinking beer that has incredible flavor. Now, we are the craft beer connoisseurs, and we're the ones to judge that, so we'll get there shortly. We will judge that. So... On Untapped, speaking of judging, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs and on our Instagram at Craft Beer Cons. And the overall rating for Farmhouse Ale is 3.63 okay. bottle caps out of five, yep. which actually, actually 4,400 check-ins. Yes. So oh, pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah, pretty big. Uh, so we are drinking this one out of the can, uh, and there's about 3,300 check-ins from the can with 3.66 uh, average rating. Uh, the bottle is actually the lowest at 3.52, but there's only 23, 23 check-ins. Yeah. Yeah, so, yep. you know, hit or miss there. And um, we're actually going to let people know how many fives there are out of this beer. So out of those 4,400, there's 55 fives. Wow. So much below the average that Brett would give. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, two things before we uh, get into Tyler's whole spiel here. Uh, if you grab the can... Uh, very, very sensory adverse. Feel, feel the can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very tactile. Absolutely. Yeah. And also they got a high five from the green belt. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably because of the organic solar. Could be. The practice is So high five back. Yeah. There you go. Tyler. All right. Well, it's time to grab your glass, grab your cans, and let's open her up. All right, all right, all right. So, Chris, what are we drinking out of here? Beautiful. So, we are drinking this pale L out of a pint glass. So, make sure to use your proper glassware. Okay. Nice. Okay. All right. Giving a little pour here. Let's see what we got. Absolutely. Chris, what do you see? Well, it's kind of uh, like a goal. I, I think in our last producer special, we mentioned pale ales kind of have that burnt orange sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of got that. I do actually see looking through it. Uh, so first of all, you can't see through it. it it's uh, translucent. Um, but there's a bit of sediment hanging around throughout it. Nice honey color. Yeah, actually, honey right? color. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, head <laughs> about uh, two fingers. Two uh, finger head. On yours, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I actually did it this, this way this time instead of like last time when I went this way. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you did. I got my horizontal and vertical correct now. Horizontal, that's yeah. great. That's yes. great. That's great. Yeah, no, it looks good. Now, what about the, the smell? Definitely mm. getting um, this uh, pineapple. I believe it was pineapple, right? Yeah, yeah there's pineapple. Pineapple, yeah. pineapple tangerine. I'm, kind of get, I'm definitely getting that. Apricot, yeah. yeah. Some citrus notes there. And, and that's, yeah, Calvin was uh, still, also saying uh, about the apricot. Still not, uh, I, as, as a farmer, I should know this, but uh, lychee. Not exactly. In not familiar with, with that one. Yet. Yeah, or me, lychee. Me neither. Well, how, yeah. I don't even know how to say it, so yeah, of course gonna, not even going to know how it smells. We might have to do a, a producer special and just like tasting fruits individually. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. just to really kind of hone in on it. And maybe the same thing with the hops or the malts. Absolutely. It's a good idea. Yeah, thank you. All right. Absolutely. And also, there's a best before date. Oh, yes? Yes, May 8th. So okay. this is going to be drinking before that. Oh, thank, good, thank goodness. <laughs> it should be drank today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Should we uh, get sipping here, fellas? Aww, I think so. Do it. All right. Let's taste it up. No. Wow. He's trying, <laughs> to, into that? trying to start something new. Wow. Yeah, it didn't work, did it? <laughs> what do you guys taste out of that? Um, so I'm getting... Uh, a, a lot of bitterness kind of up front and then with i think it's 
the pineapple coming through at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but basically the fruitiness coming through at the end. For sure. I'm surprised at how highly carbonated this beer is. Mm. You have another sip there. Now, uh, speaking with that, we talked about the nucleation points um, in our last uh, producer special. We what did. Do, what do you guys see for that? And that might kind of go hand in hand with the carbonation aspect of it. Um, well, you can definitely see that there is a lot of uh, sediment uh, yeah. flowing around. Yeah, I would say like the sediment is kind of... Overshadowing? Yeah, like yep. blocking, if you will, okay. the... Uh, the um the nucleation mm-hmm. right kind of just the adjuncts are disturbing the rest of it yeah yes all right so back to the flavors then so we were talking a little bit there uh, a little bit of a pineapple to it um the citrusy kind of aspect of it um again kind of more up front and then as it kind of subsides i'm kind of getting now that i'm getting a little bit more into it more of the tangerine on the back end i yeah. find right um that's just that's yeah. just me personally and, yeah, and I think they mentioned that there was honey. It was there honey in it, or had the smell of honey. But I, and either way, I'm not getting a lot of. I'm not getting honey at all on it. Uh, no, no, the honey backbone that they're saying, like the, the soft. It's definitely a s- smooth and soft. Yeah. Just that honey backbone isn't there. I'm getting the tangerine is is dominating for me in that aspect. Yeah, as it sits, I am getting that apricot. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you guys kind of taste that out and I, yeah. I don't know maybe it's more of like a dry apricot than anything yeah i don't know i don't know why but it's just i almost get that more on because i gotta say this one's prep so no on the swallow uh i almost get the apricot right off the swallow mm-hmm. and then it transfers into that tangerine but that honey as it said it isn't isn't there in my um, aspect for yeah. sure so do we want to get into the top five Let, let's go to the top five all right for sure so uh number one we have sweet uh, that one, I don't think would make my top five, no. to be honest. <clears throat> okay. Uh, number two, hoppy. Definitely hoppy. Yeah. Okay. Definitely hoppy. In, in the two spot? Not in two spot per se. I, I, I think definitely in top five. Kel- Kelvin and I may be dropping that down to a four or five. Yeah. Um, three, malty. No. 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 no it's um, not malty at all. Yeah. Like I, I'm confused by that one myself. Yeah. yeah. Uh, four. This one gets me really confused. The caramel. Yeah, that yeah, is. I was uh, very, very confused by that one. So we talked about, what was this, just over 4,000 check-ins? 4,400? Yeah, 4,400, yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. That's mm. a lot of people making a, a strange <laughs> selection. Right? Yeah, to get the top five. Um, and then number five, strong. For, for a pale ale, I think it is. It, it is strong. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it is a 6.5, right? Uh, uh, 6.2. 6.2. Yeah. So maybe that's what people are thinking, but it doesn't you come know what? off as strong. It, people might be thinking that the same people that think this is malty and caramel. So let's right. let that sit, yeah, right? That's fair. Um, I think that the, the top five flavor profiles in this are actually an injustice to the beer. Yeah, if, honestly, I I, we, we just toss these all out and start fresh. Yeah. yeah like, just, as fresh, just as oh, fresh as this give beer. Give me your top five. Go nuts. Well, I th- I think I'd certainly have uh, hoppy, bitter, um, citrusy, even um, the. I'd go straight to the actual like fruits. Yeah, like right. I would add like in the pineapple, tangerine. pineapple, tangerine, uh, apricot. Um, yeah, that's kind of your, your leche. The top five. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Calvin is saying because we talked about the the hops and what their flavor profiles were. Um, so these hops in this beer, uh, it's nugget, nugget and cascade. We're supposed to be bitter and woody, yeah. uh, which he says he is getting. So yep. 
but I, I, definitely not, not malty and caramel. And I no. think that that's just mm-hmm. kind of, oh, just a misstep. In my Unless, and the only thing I can think of is they have changed the recipe with this beer in, you know, at some point, and those are kind of legacy flavor profiles yeah. from the first brew, but I don't know. Yeah, a little yeah. disappointed in that myself. Yeah, I just, the flavor profiles just don't directly correlate with the beer. Granted, yeah. the beer is still good. Don't get me wrong, just they're not core. No, no, I, I think this is more of the, the untapped users dictating a flavor profile, yes. which actually, in my opinion, isn't this beer. Now, yeah. given we could be the, the outcast in this one, and 4,400 people might be the ones that are right, but right. <laughs> um, probably not. <laughs> but I, we are yeah. the connoisseurs, so. It, yeah, you know. I just, I don't know. I, I would tell everybody to drink it and let us know. Give us the feedback of what you taste and what you feel on that one. Um, all right. Speaking of people's feedback from untapped, uh, we're going to get into more of actual readings versus just the flavor profiles. Chris, yes. numero uno. Over First there. one from Kevin B. Uh, handle is Bally17. On December 10th said, nice nose, very smooth going down, and crisp, clean finish. Detected some fresh notes of fruits. Very flavorful. Three out of five for Kevin on this one. And, and just so you know, he actually spelt it Crips, not crisp. Oh. That actually isn't in my air. That's actually how he spelled it. <laughs> Just to give you an FYI. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Nice. Absolutely. So the next one is Jeff B. Zen Flyers is the handle. On December 31st, possibly the last beer of the year. Uh, s- stated, interesting, clean, with some sort of tropical notes, 3.75 out of 5. And because I like my soapbox, and I do enjoy a good tangent once in a while, neither of these untapped users hinted at any of those top five flavor profiles. True. So even going through the ones that we've used here as an example, uh, clean with some sort of tropical notes, there's none of that cut caramel, there's none of that malty. So again, just another kind of like right-left punch. Yeah, um, I agree. Now I'm going to start with uh, the ratings for us. So I'm going to give it a 3.25. 3.25? Okay. Chris? Interesting. So... Uh, I am going to give this one a 3.5. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Mine was interesting. Oh. A yes. 3.25 and you come in with a f- 3.5? I don't know. So <laughs> technically, Chris's would be more interesting. Uh, so, and mine is even going to be more interesting. See okay. what I did there? Uh, I'm going to stick with my original rating of a 3.75. Uh, producer Calvin is going to also stick with his original rating of a 3. All right, so I'm going to ask you this because we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you've had it before. Correct. You've had it now. Yep. You stuck with the original rating. Correct. Uh, do you find that the beer has changed? And this kind of goes back to Chris's comment that maybe it was a different, um, maybe in, in untapped with the flavor profiles back right. in the time. Um, I'm just curious if you find that the beer has changed or has not changed. Has it been pr- pretty consistent, if you can remember? I'm, I'm trying to, I'm just going back to my actual check-in. Um, yep. Pretty much, I just said I was thinking it was going to be a farmhouse ale. Uh, it was not. <laughs> so that was good. Uh, so obviously, I did not have uh, much uh, influence there. But I did have a, a tag with you. Uh, yeah. I had it with you. So there you go. When was, when was that? Uh, April 9th of 2020. So I feel as oh, yeah. one of them yep. virtual beers. Yeah, that yeah. was a virtual yeah. one. Definitely uh, would have been. We've been yes, playing some video games. Yes. All right. So that gives us an overall team score on Untapped of 3.375. We're going to bump that up to a 3.5, which yes. is interesting. That's quite interesting. <laughs> uh, speaking of interesting, let's move on to beer number two.
All right. The second beer we're having today is Top of the Morning. And it's I still was not, not good Irish. Uh, I'm not good with my accents. Uh, <laughs> it is a dry Irish stout, which is one of their most recent releases. And it comes in at 4.0 ABV, so kind of low on the ABV scale, uh, and 40 IBUs. Nice. So this is Goodlot's version of a dry Irish stout, as you've already <laughs> <Yes>. mentioned. <Yeah. laughs> so, very much deja vu here, Pipe. <laughs> this is brewed with Clear Valley Ontario hops, which is also not a surprise to anybody, as we uh, introed this episode with uh, telling you about all the hops being basically grown on site. Yep. Uh, UK pale malt and high percentages of an unmalted barley and roasted barley. Then fermented with Escarpment Labs Irish Ale Yeast. Yes, correct. Very nice. Uh, so this is going to pour Jet Black, mm. as right. you know, it's a stout, so it should, uh, <laughs> with a toasty, roasty, velveted body. Ooh. Okay. And it's going to be some bitter finishing to it. So, and it's Chris, as you pointed out, like this is actually one of the probably lowest ABV stouts I Do probably had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, is, it is really low at, at a four point zero. So on Untapped, there are a whopping ten check-ins. So we mentioned it's one of their newest releases, so that makes sense. But uh, average rating of four point zero three out of five, so good rating. Uh, and one of those ten ratings was a five out of five. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if this is a pre-release to uh, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, <laughs> nah, could be. Yeah, it, right. the can is green. All right. It is green. It's got a high five from the green belt. (laughs) (laughs) Another one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's uh, grab our cans and grab our glasses and let's open her up. Ah, What a sound. What a sound, they say. All right. Chris, what glassware are we drinking out of? Well, this is a stout, so we are drinking it out of a nonic pint. So make sure to use your proper glassware. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right, Calvin's struggling mightily over here. What is Calvin doing? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, we have... he couldn't even open it. Oh, what is Chris oh, doing? Oh my goodness gracious! Things have gone from bad to worse. Uh, oh. Producer Calvin saying he had to push the tab, and producer Calvin really struggling, apparently because there oh. is curling on and he's trying to hurry hard. I I should have been recording this one on video, but uh, Chris has got a. Wonderful. At least four half, finger, half a glass, four finger, <laughs> full, full. <laughs> oh, you know, we uh, talk about how we're kind of sewers, but I guess pouring isn't part of tasting. You I, know what? The one bright side here, though, none of it ended up on your couch. I'll, yes. I'll tell you what, though, it looks like an Irish stout with that head. It's, <laughs> it, it's, it's something. It is jet black. We could go with yeah. that. We know that it is a stout, and we've talked about this with a lot of the stouts. Um, same color, like color consistency. Um, the head on it is is big. It's frothy. Um, very tight, kind of condensed bubbles, so you, yep. you get more of that frothy kind of look on the head. So I appreciate you doing um, us justice by just kind of pouring by it. Showing it your pour. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, in terms of the scent, uh, I was kind of got, I got in there first. Um a very roasty, very toasty. Yeah. Okay. Definitely uh, yes. exactly as described, which is what we like to see yeah, from a beer. For sure. And this was poured into a, a glass. In, into a nonic pint, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. so it was poured into yeah. a nonic pint glass. Yes. I believe I mentioned that, but can't recall. Yeah. Uh, you did. Calvin was mentioning it, though. I think Calvin was at the point where he was struggling. Yeah. Yeah. He was so struggling with the tab on his cam. He was not sure what was going on, right? Let us know that we might have missed it, but I yeah. think Calvin was just a little preoccupado. <laughs> yeah. All right, Agreed. so yeah, on the, on the nose, 
I get some of that roastiness. Yeah. A lot of that roastiness. Yeah. I, it smells nice. I mean, I, I, I like my stout, so it smells like a nice, nice stout. So I, we should drink it to make sure it's a well, nice stout. Let, <laughs> let, let's double check with the drink. Yeah. yeah. On, On the swallow. The swallow. <laughs> oh, yes. There we go. I will go first. Well, I think we'll all drink at the same time. Oh, that's actually quite nice. I like that. What are you getting? It is nice to get, like, to have that big head and to get that as part of your sip. It kind of gives it that different mouthfeel and additional flavors. Um, In all fairness, your head yeah. did subside a bit. It did. Which yes. you, still, you still Pretty have quickly, it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's nice. Um, I would say, you know, it, it's what you would expect from like your traditional Irish stout where in terms of like, we're kind of used to these big, bold stouts, right. That breweries are making. And it's not that it's more simple. Um, so that's kind of what it is, is it's very simple and has kind of all the basic stout flavors that you would expect. I would say there's nothing wrong with just keeping a beer simple. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, pardon me. Pardon me there. Ooh, a little belt shit there. My bad. Anyway, um, in terms of this, I'm almost kind of getting like a, I don't know if you guys are getting it, like a peppermint almost on the back end kind of taste. Let me take another sip yes. here. I, I'm not getting it. I don't think Kelvin is either. But I do get like that strong coffee, um, roasty kind of flavor. But it's a very full flavor. Like, and I think that kind of goes to what you were saying, Chris, a little bit, you know, just um, simple but effective, and, and it's just well-rounded. Yeah, see, like, I'm not getting as much coffee, though. Like, I'm really? getting mm-hmm. the, the roastiness, but I think that's just coming from the roasted malts rather than, you know, almost, like, sometimes we have a stout on the podcast, and it's like, yeah, this is coffee. I, I'm not really getting a lot of coffee in it. So a fun fact about uh, this is that I was actually kind of looking because when everybody thinks about a, a dry Irish stout, they automatically go to Guinness. Yes. Right? And actually, Guinness is a 4.2 ABV and yep. 45 IBUs. Okay. Pretty similar, right? Right? Pretty similar. So I think this is kind of like their take per se on a Guinness. I think so. And I was going to say when we poured it, it looked especially the head, looked a lot like a Guinness. Yes. I'm just trying to get the uh, IBUs out here. Just give me one. Yeah. And and uh, Calvin is coming in saying, if you had a Guinness from a, a can, for example, it's usually nitro. Mm-hmm. It has the widget in it, so you just tip right. it upside yep. down. Yep. Um, whereas this is not a nitro can. It's just a regular can. And this, this beer, 42 IBUs, I believe was correct. Uh, 40. 40? Yeah. Uh, Guinness, 45. Guinness, 45. 45. So yeah. I think it's pretty, it's kind of what they're going for here. Yeah. I mean, we, I say we, but Brett, you weren't a part of it. Uh, when we were at uh, Imperial City, we had, a, oh, yeah, it was we, there. we had an Irish, Irish out there and it was a 4.5 and a 38 IBU as well. So and, and that was, I believe they had that one on Nitro. They had a few beers on Nitro. I believe that one was on Nitro. They had that one in their red it, ale. It, it, it was on nitro. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, and we did mix that one with their, uh, what was it, the cherry wheat, I think. Yes. Yeah. I did not mix that because I was not there. Yeah. Uh, but I, but get, I am here, and we're drinking this beer yeah. right now. So let's talk about this beer. <laughs> so I, I do get a little bit more of the coffee. Do you want to run through the top five flavor profiles here, Chris? Yeah, so number one is roasty, um, which I definitely get even just 
like I, I haven't taken a sip for maybe a minute or so. Oh, and you I should. St- I still feel that roasting roastiness in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is smooth. Um, Very smooth. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely yeah. a smooth beer. Yep. Um, number three, coffee. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I can see why people are putting it there. I'm not necessarily getting as much coffee as as like you guys, for example. Right. Uh, number four is bitter. Uh, and I would say it does have a little bit of a bitterness yes, uh, on the back end for sure. And then since there's only 10 check-ins, there's actually no fifth uh, flavor profile. So, so what, what do we, we put in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm okay with those four. <laughs> yeah. And say refreshing like producer Calvin. No. Okay. I, I would. I think. Yeah. I think it, it is light. Yeah. I, yeah. I personally would stick with those four, but that, that's just me. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, you could, I, I could respect if you put it as light. I also think that it is um, good to kind of note that at least with the 10, we said 10 check-ins? Yes. That at least these 10 people are on the right path, uh, unlike the last one. That's a good that, point. That is fair. So <laughs> let's go to the untapped users. Yes, I have the first one, so I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. This one's from Dean F., and his uh, handle is BucksFA1. On maybe he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers free agent. Who knows? On January sixteenth, spot on Irish Stout, low ABV, wood session. I don't know if he can do that, but <laughs> anybody ever seen a session stout? I don't think so. Huh. Um, I guess ra- this one. Yeah, there you go. And he rated it a four out of five. Cool. Well, maybe he's uh, a Bucks fan, but Bucks fan one was taken or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Tom Brady gone. So yeah. good luck not making a Super Bowl in the next 10 years. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one comes from Gail B. Uh, handles Gail B. Wow. There you go. That's pretty simple. On December, Interesting, some would say. Yeah. On December 28th said, nice lunch beer I had earlier. Dark with some nice roasted barley. And Gail gave it a 3.5 out of 5. So interesting to note with Gail, uh, it states that she's from Sault Ste. Marie. So either she was, uh, you know, down in Caledon for the holidays or someone sent her a nice care package for the holidays. Very nice. I wonder what was uh, for lunch besides the beer, unless the beer was said lunch. Oh, that's a good question. Maybe. (laughs) Well, in terms of uh, our ratings, I'll kick it off for us. So I'm going to actually come in at the same rating I have for the first beer and go at 3.5. Uh, I'm going to come in as the first rating I have for the first beer, which is a 3.75. All right, moving along. I'm going to give it a 3.5, and producer Kelvin is going to give it a 3.25. All right, well, Kelvin's just running the math there. So uh, overall, that's giving us an average of 3.5, so no need to round. Look at that. Look at us doing that. Perfect. Awesome. So that concludes the review of Good Lot and the beers that they provided for today's episode. Thank you very much. Yeah, and coming up, we're going to be talking about hobbies and collectibles. So while I was, uh, you know, completing some market research for the episode, it kind of dawned on me that Goodlot kind of started a small scale and eventually became the huge property farm and breed is today. So that is, yes, it is. Yeah, thank you. Good research. So <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so, with that said, do we have kind of any kind of collections, hobbies that necessarily have started small and grown massive? 
Do you want, who do you want to go first? Do you want to just open it up? Yeah, go ahead. Round yeah. table it like uh, we for, always do. For sure. So I guess I'll start. Um, I have this thing. It's a, it's a podcast. It's called Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I never heard of it. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, you know, we drop episodes every week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I think... I really that, hate that Tyler guy is on that one. I heard of you. Yeah, <laughs> right? There's also a wet horse blanket, too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, no, this this podcast is, is a hobby, I think, of all of ours, right? And uh, it yeah. started out as just uh, something small, a, a bit of an idea, and, and kind of grew to that. So, I mean, that's one thing that's just, it's kind of there. Um, other kind of, like, hobbies, um, I'm going to just come out and say it. Like, I kind of struggle with this from time to time is I feel like I, there's not like a whole lot of purpose and I, I need to do something and I need to find a hobby. I need to, I need to do that. And so I don't know, like every eight, nine months, I feel like I have this complex where I sit around. I'm like, I need to have a hobby. Yeah. I need to have something. She should probably take up knitting. Something else to do. <laughs> right? So um, I'll, I'll come back around to some of the ideas that I've, I've had and some, some of those that I do. But yeah. um, maybe I'll go over to you, Chris. Yeah, I don't really have any hobbies either. I'm kind of like you. I mean, the podcast is definitely a hobby. I mean, I guess we could say drinking and being <laughs> interested in craft beer is a hobby. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. While riding your Peloton. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's a lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cult. Yeah. yeah um, sure. And then in terms of collections, like I don't have any big collections. I do have, uh, you know, a bunch of coasters from Same. breweries, uh-huh. yeah. from bars, that sort of thing. Um, I also like to get stickers from the breweries. So what I'll do is if I go to a brewery, I'll grab a sticker and put it on my beer fridge. So that's kind of cool. Um, kind of. Kind of, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. Some would uh, call that interesting. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I don't really have that many. I have collections. What about you, Brett? Okay. So coasters, can labels actually is one that I do. Uh, if you go down in my basement, there is a lot of cans from uh, different beers that I've kind of maybe rated fives. Uh, kind of, you know, keep so the whole basement's full. <laughs> <laughs> you actually can't get down uh, also, to the basement. <laughs> also, I do have glassware. Some of them proper, some of them not. Um, non-beer related, uh, I used to have a lot of jerseys and hats. Uh, so back in the day, I don't know why, but any old school Allen Iverson Philadelphia jersey I always had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also had a Michael Jordan high school jersey. Actually, I still have that one. And I've kept hats from all the teams I've played uh, – uh, fastball with so you know I played with American teams I played with Canadian teams uh, stuff also my uh, father used to have a huge sports card collection that has dwindled a little bit in the past uh, few weeks um, and then my wife my wife gotta um, get her in there yeah of course one person said <laughs> didn't realize this was about her but here we are about her uh, currently, currently yeah. and I have had to help I've had to help with this because you know Facebook marketplace is a wonderful thing uh, we have to collect all the little people princess set so I've been driving around to different areas to pick up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do, do you have, um, uh, who is it? Uh, Cinderella and Rapunzel. Oh yeah. We, we, okay. we got them. Those are the only two we have for oh. my daughter. So yeah, yeah, we got them. Were you trying to find Chris, them off of me? Or Chris what? is going to sell no. them on a high, high <laughs> I, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like it, I could get a couple hundred each from you. On <laughs> and you'll even yeah, drive them so over. Pay them yeah. a pretty penny. Yes, there, you go. <laughs> there we go. And so we got Calvin. Calvin yes. says bobbleheads. Yes. Growlers. Have you been to Calvin's house? No. I have. Been, I have been. It's a bit close to me. No, I'm kidding. A different Calvin. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Calvin's got growlers. There's close, a few bobbleheads. Close, and a few growlers. Close to seventy. Um, used to do sports jerseys, uh, but you know I haven't bought any of those in a while. And Probably because he got engaged. That's got to do. <laughs> Money's got to divert to the wedding fund. Yeah. Uh, sports memorabilia. Um, 
or at least some house plants. House plants lately. Wow. wow. <laughs> um, and then so hobbies, you know, sports, fastball, curling, hockey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, exactly. Hobby wise, you know, same without the curling. Golf would be more so. My and, and hockey. Yeah, yeah, I play, of, of, yeah, I play a lot of hockey. There you go. Um, uh, mini sticks. There you Duh. go. Mini sticks. <laughs> yes. Go. I do. I do want to kind of get into some more collectibles. I used to have like some coins and stuff that I'd get just like randomly as I kind of grew up. And um, but I'd like to get back into like the sports card side of things. I think yeah. that'd be just. I, I know something. a guy who knows a few few things about them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know a guy. But, yeah, I used to have a bunch. I used to have a bunch of. Uh, hockey cards um i don't think any of them were really that valuable did you have anything between 1990 and 1996 uh maybe because they are not of any value (laughs) (laughs) yet Uh, give another 30 years no Uh, they were so overproduced during that time that there literally is no value to them yeah i don't think i even really have any of them um i guess when i was a kid i used to have more uh kind of collections so one of one thing that probably a lot of us did was Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a ton of Pokemon cards back in the day and, uh, you know, did you, tr- trading them. Did with you people. collect them all or catch them all? I should say, sorry. Uh, I did not catch them all. Uh, oh. I, I tried as hard as I could, but I did not catch them all. I never bought one single Pokemon card. Really? I was given one, traded for three, traded for six, traded for... I always traded up. I was. I had a huge stack of Pokemon cards, never paid a dime. Yes. So holographic I, Charizards, let yes, me tell you. Yes, 300,000, 400,000. So when, when we were... I think I was in grade seven. Um, they, the, my school they set up uh, in our library at lunchtime a kind of like supervised by the teachers kind of Pokemon trading session because a lot of the older kids were taking advantage of the younger kids (laughs) whoops being like give me your charizard for my uh my green energy (laughs) (laughs) i love how you tied green energy back into this episode (laughs) unintentional we'll take it yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so like uh beyblades remember the beyblades i used to be that was on the tail end of us yeah yeah maybe because you guys are a few years older than I am. Yeah. I remember having like this huge Beyblade ring. The stadium? Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, you know, firing them off. Yeah, everybody at home, you can clearly see exactly <laughs> what, what he's doing. Yes. I mean, and I used to have a huge WWE DVD collection that I sold off. But, uh, you know. P- Pogs were a thing, too. Pogs were oh, a thing. Pog, Pogs, Pogs were, were um, yeah. crazy Bogs. Calvin's just getting just uh, ramped up no, here. He, right? he, he, he loves Pogs. Get yeah. a nice bomber. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you got any more hobbies collections you want to talk about? No. No? Hobbies here. We've All, all right. talked about it. This is a hobby. This, You know what? This is a hobby. And we hope that we're, you know, a hobby for you guys, too. So oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Let's tie it up nicely. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> tie it up nicely. I see what you did there. With our farewell. <laughs> That's all for today's episode. Yeah, thank you again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode and on our off Thursdays for a producer special. And make sure to tell your friends, family, and your favorite Pokemon character, Pikachu! So from all of us and producer Kelvin, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the Craft Beer Connoisseurs.